return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Fun to celebrate. Hallelujah. Trust you're doing well. We had prayer today. It was a great time to pray. I love it. Heaven, heaven stands at attention when we mention that name of Jesus. You know, we pray for souls. We pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. God loves it. That's why Jesus came. Amen. He came because of people. He loves people. He cares about people. And this is our time. We're alive right now. So this is our time to shine for the Lord and to uh, lift up the King of Kings. Amen. Did you all have a good day today? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you back in the sound booth, video booth, praise the Lord. So tonight, uh, Isaac Tafour's got a word for us, amen. So let's welcome Isaac as he comes to share, amen. You have to lapel? Yeah. Okay. All right. Amen. Amen. Sorry about our heads, we're a word of prayer. Mm. Most high God, tonight we are grateful, we give you praise. We yes. honor you, we bless you for such a great time like this in Thank your presence. You, we thank you for sparing our lives. We thank you for protecting Hallelujah. us. We thank you for delivering us from the hands of the enemy. Amen. Giving us the breath of life. Yes. To sit under your presence and feed from your word. Yes. Tonight we pray that visit us in a special way. Let thank your you. word come in power. Let our lives be nourished. Let yes. our lives be empowered. Let our lives not be the same again. Amen. I pray that tonight you use me as a vessel to speak for your word and your word only to your people. Thank you Jesus, thank you, Jesus for today in Jesus name. Yes. Amen. I want to bless the name of the Lord for today. Um, as Pastor Dave said, it's a special day in my life. Yeah. Amen. I thank God for, for protecting me and yep. you know, guiding me, directing my steps yep. right from birth till this time. Yep. It has been His mercy and His grace. Yes. And yeah. when I look at my life, I just see the grace of God abounding yeah. in my life. And I, I, I thank God for a family like you. Who, who have sung for me and who pray for us and all that. God richly bless you so much for making this day special for me. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, and I also like to, you know, bless my, my friends back home in Ghana, our church, our congregation in Ghana. Today, my battery ran down, you know, because I was receiving so many messages. And, and I love you all. God richly bless you so much. Um, we yeah. thank God for tonight, Amen. Amen. and I, I'm spending the birthday in no other place than in the presence of God, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm just so grateful for that. Yeah. So tonight we'll still be talking about intimidation, and it's overcoming intimidation. Amen. So this is just like a continuation to last time's message. Last time's message was don't be intimidated, okay? So this will be like a part two. So let's take our scripture reading from Deuteronomy 31, 6. So, Bible says that be strong, take courage, don't be intimidated, don't give them a second thought, because God, your God, is striding ahead of you. He's right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. Amen. 
So tonight this is the word of God to Amen. you. This is the assurance of God for us as children of God that he is with us. So don't be intimidated. So last time we, we, we saw who we were in Christ Jesus. You know, the fact that you and I were created in the image and the likeness of God. And the fact that because of the sin of the first Adam, you know, man lost glory. Man lost that identity in Christ. And thanks be to God that through the second Adam, by the grace of God, we have been restored to that level of glory. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, the Bible says that, so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam is a life-giving spirit. Yes. And when you read other versions, the Bible talks about who the last Adam is. Mm-hmm. So some scriptures say that the last Adam, who is Christ, yep. is a life-giving spirit. Mm-hmm. So thanks be to God that through Jesus Christ, you know, you and I who were once dead are alive. Yes. We have been revived, we have been rejuvenated Amen. by the Spirit of God that dwells in us. Yes. And we understood that the Spirit that God has given to us is not just a Spirit that keeps us still slaves or that keeps us in bondage. The Bible says that that Spirit that God has given to us has brought about our adoption as sons of God. Amen. And this is confirmed in the book of John chapter 1 verse 12. It said, as many as received him, to them he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Those who believed in his name. Yes. So tonight you are a son of God. It doesn't matter your gender, you are still a son of God. Amen. And, and because of that you have power. Hallelujah. Right. So we realize that by default you and I carry power. Yes. By default you and I carry glory. Amen. Because we are heirs of, of God. Yes. And the Bible says that according as his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. So we have, you know, limitless abilities. You know, Pastor Dave preached about, you know, the Holy Spirit who is in us. He gives us the ability to go beyond barriers. He gives us the ability to go beyond boundaries because the power of God resides in us. And we also realize that because the enemy knows this kind of power and this authority and glory that God has given to us, he, he, he comes with devices. Other scriptures say that he comes with schemes. So when you read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, I'll say something here. He said that in order that Satan might not outwit us, when you read that verse, he said that lest the enemy take advantage of us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. So he was trying to admonish the church in Corinth that God has given us so much authority. God has given us so much power. Now the work of the enemy is that he does not want us to live in that power that God has given to us. He doesn't want us to live in that awareness of that glory, you know, that authority that God has given to us. So what he does is that he uses devices against the children of God. So Paul was admonishing the church in Corinth that so that the enemy does not take advantage of us, we are not ignorant about his devices. So tonight, it is my prayer that you will not be ignorant about the devices of the enemy. Because once your eyes are open to the devices of the enemy, you are armed with all weapons to overcome him. And by the grace of God, you and I have overcome the enemy. Hallelujah. Yes. And, and we spoke about one of the devices of the enemy, and that is intimidation. Yes. So, it is one of the ways the enemy uses to distract the believer from living in the reality of whom God has made him. And walking according to the plan of God. So, he intentionally inspires fear in the believer. He intentionally makes the believer feel as if he is not powerful enough. And, 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 and last time we spoke about emotional blackmail. Sometimes he uses the past and the flaws of the believer against the believer. Knowing that even as we have come in Christ, there is no condemnation for us. 
So when the believer does not have that knowledge, you know, he wallows in fear, he becomes intimidated by the enemy, and he's not able to achieve what God has said for him. And it is my prayer that God opens our eyes, that we will not succumb to emotional blackmail. It doesn't matter your past. When you are in Christ, you are a new creation, and you carry the authority and the power of God. And one thing about intimidation is that it comes along with doubt. So when you look at the scripture we read in the book of Deuteronomy 31.6, the Bible says that be strong and courageous. Don't be intimidated. Don't give a second thought. So anytime you know you are intimidated, anytime you succumb to intimidation, what happens is that your mind begins to waver. You begin, you know, to have second thoughts concerning things. You begin to doubt the power of your God. You begin to doubt the authority of God to come through in your situation. And anytime you get into that situation, the enemy overcomes you. Because we realize that the enemy has just a mantra. The Bible says that in the book of John 10.10, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And it is this device he uses to cause the believer to succumb so he can steal the blessings of the believer. But it is my prayer that as children of God, we'll be aware of the devices of the enemy. And then when you doubt God, you become discouraged. Mm -hmm. And then your spirit is broken. And then you lose initiative, you lose the resolve to become who God wants you to be. And then the enemy gloats over you. He becomes happy because he has overcome you. So we we spoke about a a person in scripture called Nehemiah. And and we are using Nehemiah as a case study and we are continuing what we started last time. So we realized that Nehemiah was, you know, a child of God, you know, who was taken captive into Babylon. And, you know, God gave him a vision. God placed something on his heart. God gave him a task to accomplish. And the task was to come back and then build the broken walls of Jerusalem. And, and, And that was what God had given to him. But this man faced intimidation from all sides. But thanks be to God that he was able to overcome. And, and we are trying to glean and learn from how he was able to overcome the intimidations, you know, Sambalat and Tobiah and all those other enemies brought his way. Yeah. The first thing we, la- we learned last time was that we realized that he trusted God. So, so we, we spoke about the fact that as children of God, we have to trust God, no matter the situation. Yeah. When the enemy is speaking lies into your ears, mm-hmm. when the enemy is using, we realize that intimidation, the enemy uses even human beings, you know, people close to us to intimidate us. Just like Joseph, you know, God had made him a king. God had made him a powerful man, even though he hadn't realized that. And he had dreams concerning what God wanted to make him. And any time he told his brothers, you know, they were used as tools to intimidate him. They never saw anything valuable in him. So intimidation is all over. It's all around us. It is not only in the thoughts the enemy whisper into our ears, but it is even through people who are close to us. His father even at a point rebuked him because he can't see why you, this boy, my, your mother and I and your brothers who are older than you can bow down to you. But he held on to the word of God. So one thing we realized um, Nehemiah did was that he trusted God. Because when he read scriptures, the Bible said at a point when he started laying the foundation of the walls, they ridiculed him. And then they started making noise. They were saying that what, is this, what are these feeble Jews, Jews doing? Are they going to raise up, you know, stones to life? You know, they, they kept on saying so many things to intimidate him. To intimidate him. But in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 20, the Bible says that he said that the God of heaven 
will prosper us. Therefore, his servants will arise and build. It tells us about his trust in God. So we are admonishing us that no matter the tricks of the enemy, just trust God. Hallelujah. Just trust God. You know, the enemies had forgotten that the Jews served the God who could actually raise stones to life. You know, Jerusalem was so much destroyed and the walls were so much devastated that the, the, the stones were broken. You know, it looked as if it could never be erected. So they were saying that, can they bring these stones back to life? But you see, the Jews serve the God who can raise stones to even praise him. Yep. When you read the book of Luke chapter 19 verse 40, yep. you know, the Bible says that when Jesus was making the triumphant entry, you know, to Jerusalem, yep. you know, the disciples and all the people around were waving at him, singing Hosanna, you know, praising him, you know, saying so many things to him. And, 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 the, and the Pharisees were offended. And they told Jesus Christ that, won't you shut these people down? Don't you know that what they are doing is blasphemy? And Jesus told them that even if these people, you know, keep quiet, if they don't praise me, I can even raise tombs yes. to shout and praise my name. So in the spiritual realm, the people... Of the, the, the Jews actually served the God who could actually raise the stones to life. Yeah. And that was why they had the ability to build back the wall. Mm-hmm. It is my prayer that you trust this God we are serving. And, and one thing we also realized was that he stayed focused. You know, uh, in other words, he put on blinders, as Pastor yeah. Dave will say. Yeah. He put on blinders. You know, in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 4, I want to quickly rush through this so we go to today's Point, you know, yeah. when the word came to Sambala, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies that had that I had rebuilt the wall, and not a gap was left in it, mm-hmm. though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates, Sambalat and Geshem sent me this message: Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. Verse three. So I sent messengers to them with this reply: I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down? Why should, the st- why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Hallelujah. This, this tells you that he had put on blinders. He was actually resolved to complete the task God had given to him. So we said that tonight we don't know, you know what God has, has laid on your heart. We don't know the vision God has given to you. We don't know what task you have planned you know, to accomplish. But the word of God coming to you is that stay focused. Amen. The enemy may be whispering, you are too old, you can't achieve it. The enemy may tell you that you are too young, you cannot get to this target. The enemy may tell you that you have this disease, it is not even going to help you achieve it. Tell the enemy that I am putting on blinders. I am not listening to what you are saying. Amen. I am fixing my eyes on what God has given to me. Yeah. So he stayed focused. So it is my prayer that God will grant us the grace to stay focused. But tonight, I want us to talk about one important thing that Nehemiah did. Bible says that he prayed. He prayed. When you read the book of Nehemiah, chapter 6, verse 5 to 9. Then the fifth time, Sambala sent his aid to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter, in which was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it is true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt. And therefore, you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become the Akin and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king. So come, let us meet together. The verse 8. I sent him this reply. Nothing like what you are saying is happening. 
You are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work, and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. So this is one of the strategies, you know, Nehemiah used to overcome intimidation. You know, when he started laying the foundation, they, they told him that even, even little foxes who have no weight can even push the wall over. You know? And then when he got to the point where he was able to build and there were no gaps in, in the wall, they came with another, you know, strategy. And he said that he's focused, he's not going to come down, you know, he's putting on blinders. And then they realized that how this man is resolved and how he trusts his God there is no way he can succumb to our intimidations. So now they wanted to use a different approach. And that is what the enemy does. You know, the enemy is rough, but we serve a God who is tough. Hallelujah. He he comes with so much, so many tactics, you know. When he knows he cannot pull you down, he will come with something that will eventually hit you. Now, if you remember, Nehemiah actually found favor before the king. The king actually gave him, you know, things he needed to build the temple. Now the king reposed so much confidence in him. At the time, you know, they were in charge and they didn't want any kings in their territory. So the, 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 the purpose for Nehemiah was just to go and build the wall and then come back. Right. Now when they realized that they couldn't overcome him with so many intimidations, yeah. they wanted to create enmity between him and the king. Yeah. And they were trying to spew lies. You know, they came with an unsealed letter and they were saying that you know, we have heard so so and so, you, 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 you the Jews want to, you know, cause a revolt. And we have heard that you want to make yourself a king. Yeah. And that you have even, you know, called and appointed prophets yeah. to make that proclamation. Because at the time, it was priests and prophets who actually ordained kings. Yeah. You know, these were things they wanted, you know, to get his attention. Yeah. Tonight, I don't know what the enemy is using to get your attention. Yeah. It may be a sickness. It may be a bad report. It may be a challenge in the life of your child. It yeah. may be any situation you are facing, something that is bothering your mind. Perhaps you have stood for far too long. You have been able to overcome so many of the fiery darts of the enemy. Yeah. But at this point in your life, you feel like you are being hit. I want to tell you that. Pray to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, at that point, he realized that it was out of his hands. Yeah. So Bible says that what he did was that he resorted to prayer. Yeah. Tonight, I want to tell you that there is power in prayer. Amen. If you will be able to overcome the wiles of the enemy, if you will be able to overcome the intimidatory tricks of the enemy, one of the key tools as a child of God you should arm yourself with is prayer. Yeah. Nehemiah, you know, prayed that God will strengthen his hands. Yes. Because the whole idea of his enemies were that they wanted to weaken his hands so that he would lose interest in fulfilling the purpose that God had given to him. Yeah. Tonight, what is the purpose God has given to you? What is surrounding your life that is intimidating you, that is not making this purpose complete? Speak to the Lord. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that the ears of the Lord are attentive to his people. And he hears their cry. So so he prayed. So he prayed to God. And he asked God to intervene in his life. You know. And and when you read the book of Philippians chapter 4. The Bible talks about something. Most of the time we, 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 we talk about our situations. Most of the time we rant. You know. But it is high time we take it to prayer. Bible says that we should not, we should be anxious about nothing, you know, but in everything by prayer, you know, petition, thanksgiving, we should present our request unto God and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. 
So prayer is a tool that God has given to us to overcome the device of intimidation. Amen. So the Bible says that he prayed. And, and, and anytime we go to, God, to the Lord in prayer, what we are actually doing is that we are acknowledging the fact that we are weak. We are acknowledging the fact that we have no ability on our own to overcome the situation. And we are actually you know, telling God that we trust in your ability and capability to come through for us. Yep. And the Bible says that we serve a powerful God yep. who never fails. So tonight, I don't know what you are being intimidated about, but speak to God about the matter. Amen. And I believe that God will hear us. Amen. If it is healing, God will bring healing. Because the Bible says that he is Jehovah Rufa. Yeah. Anything you need, God is able to supply. Amen. Yeah. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 10 to 19. Bible talks about a king called Sennacherib. Bible says that he was a king of Assyria. So... Say to Hezekiah, king of Judah, do not let the, the God you depend on deceive you. When he says, Jerusalem will not be given into the hands of the king of Assyria. Surely, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the countries, destroying them completely. And will you, and will you be delivered? Did the gods of the nations that were destroyed by my predecessors deliver them? The gods of Gozan, Haran, Rezef, and the people of Eden who were in Tel Asa. Okay, let's, let's read on. Where is the king of Hamath or the king of Apad? Where are the kings of Lyre? You know, and so many other names I can't mention. The verse 14, Hezekiah received letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. Lord, the God of Israel, Enthroned between the cherubim. You alone are God over all kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to the words of Sennacherib. Listen to the words Sennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste these nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them. For they were not gods, but only wood and stone, fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord, our God, deliver us from, the, from his hand, so that all kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, you alone, Lord, our God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, here we see the power of prayer, you know, appropriated in the life of the people of God. The, the, the people of God, you know, Judah, has been surrounded by the king, Sennacherib. Now this king, you know, boasts about his, his achievements, what his predecessors has done and what he has done, you know. And he kept on intimidating the king of, of Judah, right. Hezekiah, telling him about his exploits and how they had destroyed so many nations who also had powerful gods, nations that were superpowers at the time. They were able to overcome all these nations. So who are you, Judah, before them? Sure. You know, and they kept on belittling the God of Israel. And saying that the God of Israel is not capable of saving them. Now we are talking about intimidation. Now he was, he was intimidated beyond, beyond measure. He was scared, he was afraid. Because as a matter of fact, what the king was saying was true. What the king was saying was actually true in the face of man. But there is, they serve a powerful God. So the Bible says that when he was overwhelmed and when he felt that he was so much intimidated, the Bible said that he lifted up the letter before God in prayer. And this was his prayer we read about. Yep. Tonight, what is intimidating you? Tonight, what is that open letter before you? Yeah. You know, sometimes the enemy wants to, you know, use, you know, references. You know, references to scare us. Yeah. You know, 
that disease you are suffering from, you remember that man. He had that same disease. It killed him. He was much more prayerful than you. He was more powerful than you. He was even a good Christian than you. He accepted Christ 30 years and you have accepted Christ just one year. How are you sure that he died and how are you sure that you are going to survive? And that was exactly what Sennacherib was doing. You know, he was intimidating him and using the tricks of the enemy. He wanted to break their minds, break their spirits. You know, he wanted to let the people see that the God that they served was not a powerful God to, to, to save them. But he realized that he had to go to God in prayer. Tonight it is my prayer that you render your petitions to God in prayer. And it is my prayer that the Lord who hears prayers will hear our prayers tonight. Amen. So the enemy uses intimidating references to solidify his point and make it look so valid. But thanks be to God that nothing can scare our God. Hallelujah. Amen. We serve a God who saves. Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and he's saved. Tonight, what is intimidating you? Run to the Lord. Run to that strong tower. He has refuge for you. Hallelujah. In the book of Psalm 91 verse 7, Bible says that a thousand shall fall on our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it will not come nigh us. It tells you that, you know, that thing that killed that person, we, we, we say he's so powerful. That thing that caused that person to succumb, does not mean that you're also going to succumb to it. As children of God, we have the protection of God all around us. We have the covering of God all around us. So maybe people failed, but you will not fail. Maybe people, you know, couldn't make it, but you are going to make it. Because we serve a God who is a powerful God. Just bear all these things up in prayer. And our God who hears in secret is able to hear our prayers. You know, you remember when the Hebrew boys were thrown into the burning furnace? When you read scriptures, the Bible says that even the soldiers who threw them into the midst of the furnace, the Bible says that they burned and died. But these Hebrew boys, who were rather thrown into the midst of the fire, the Bible says that they didn't die. Because the Bible says that there was this fourth man who looked like the son of a God. And I believe that that is Jesus Christ who was with them. So people will burn. But as for you, because God is on your side, you will survive. Just call on the name of this fourth person. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So there is power in prayer. Most of the time we talk too much. Most of the time we complain too much. It is my prayer that this time around we channel issues to God in prayer. For that is where we get solution. Solution is not in man. All that man can do is to, you know, pacify you. Oh, it's going to be okay. Don't worry, it's going to be okay. But when you speak to God, he actually comes into the situation. Tonight we are in a place of prayer. Hallelujah. And I believe that God is hearing our prayers tonight. And even as you hear the word of God, I believe that you are thinking about that that intimidation. You are thinking about that thing that torments you. And I believe that God is working because he's a spirit. You know, when you read scriptures, you know, and and when you look at even the response that God God gave to Hezekiah in verse 20, you know, he said that because you have prayed to me, because you have prayed to me, you know, be, be, I have heard your prayer. So tonight, because you are going to pray to God concerning that situation, tonight God has heard your prayer. Hallelujah. And there is one other powerful thing about prayer. We see in the book of Acts chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. Acts chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes. To listen to you or to him. You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. 
After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what has happened. Now this, this talks about, you know, Paul and uh, Peter and John. The Bible says that they met a lame man sitting at the temple gate called Beautiful. This man asked for alms and they had nothing. All that they offered was the name of Jesus. And he came back to life. He, he, he rose up on his feet. Yeah. And he was dancing and praising God. And everybody saw this miracle. And so many people actually believed in Jesus Christ. Yes. And, 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 and the Pharisees were threatening them. Mm-hmm. You know, they asked them, of what power were you able to do all these things? And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, told him that it is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Tonight it is Jesus Christ who can take away this intimidation. Yeah. You know. He said, it is Jesus Christ. And then he started talking about Jesus Christ, who was, you know, the rejected stone, who has become the cornerstone. And then he said so many things. And these people were so much infuriated. And they intimidated them. And they told them not to mention the name of Jesus Christ anymore. You know, what these Pharisees actually did to the disciples, all that they were trying to say is that, don't fulfill the mandate that God has given you. Because if they are not going to mention the name of Jesus, it, it means that their ministry was as good as death. Because what actually gave power to their ministry was Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ was actually the bedrock and the lifeline to the mandate that God had given to them. Jesus said that these signs, you know, shall follow them that believe. In the book of Mark chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. In my name, they will drive out demons. In my name, they will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. They will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them. You know, they will place their hands on the sick and they are going to be healed. So how are you telling me that I should not mention the name of Jesus Christ anymore? Yeah. Indirectly, you are trying to tell me that I should stop the work that God has given me. And that is an intimidation. Yeah. Anything that prevents you from achieving what God has given to you, yeah. anything that prevents you from, you know, fulfilling your purpose and your ministry yeah. is an intimidation. Yeah. Anything that prevents you from living in that peace, in that joy, yeah. you know, that God has given to his children to enjoy is an intimidation. So that was what the people were indirectly telling them. They were intimidating them not to fulfill and achieve what God had given to them. Amen. But Bible said that they were, they, were, they, they were scared. You know, they were scared. Bible says that because of this, God has given Jesus a name that is above every other name. So it is that name Jesus that validated their ministry. So tonight, speak the name of Jesus into yes. that situation. You, Even as you pray, you know, mention the name of Jesus because it is powerful. The name of Jesus is powerful. Amen. And Bible says that they were scared. But they resorted to something in the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 23. He said that on their release, Peter and John went back, back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. The power of prayer. Nehemiah used this strategy and he was able to overcome the intimidation. The disciples are using the strategy of prayer to overcome every intimidation of the enemy against their lives. And the Bible said that they prayed. They prayed. Let's read the 29 and 31. It said that, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were, they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God boldly. So tonight, what is intimidating you? Pray to God. Hallelujah. You know, prayer revives us. Prayer actually strengthens us. Prayer helps us to break that barrier of intimidation. And prayer is able to bring, you know, answers 
to the things we need. So tonight, don't be intimidated. You know, the enemy has intimidated believers for far too long. The enemy has put fear in believers for far too long. You know, people who are believers who are supposed to walk in high places are crawling as, as, as paupers. And we have to take our position. One of the ways to overcome the wiles of the enemy is to stand in prayer. You know, he always brings these thoughts our way. You cannot make it. You are, you are not fit for it. You are worthless. Look at your other people. They are far better than you. But when you speak to the enemy, you know, you pray to God. Amen. He's going to succumb to you. Amen. And that is how we overcome intimidation. Right. You know, this summer, this, this past summer, I tried to apply it for, I applied for um, an award. You know, I'm a member of Phi Kappa Phi, Anna Society. And to be, you know, as, part, as a part of that society, there are so many benefits to you. You know, there are so many awards you can apply. Yeah. And it's also based on merit. So I remember as we started the year, that was one thing God laid on my heart. There is this award called the Love of Learning Award. And that is given to only selected 200, you know, people in the U.S. And they are supposed to be Phi Kappa Phi members, you know. And Phi Kappa Phi is almost in every college and every university in the U.S. So for 200 people out of the so many people in the U.S., it's actually a big deal. But, you know, I had that, that in my... You know, God placed it in my spirit that I can go for it. So right from January... You know, it was part of my plans that I'm going to, once they open it up, I'm going to apply. So when it was open, I applied. And when I applied, I, I filled most of the, you know, it's in steps. You know, you complete this and then you go to next, you complete, go to next. Right. You know, I, I, I did a lot. So I thought, oh, the next time I sit down, I'm sure I'll be done with it. And then I procrastinated, you know, summer research. I was working, 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 and I forgot. And... And then they sent me a reminder that they have seen that, you know, normally when you start applications, they know you have started. Yeah. So they draw your attention that the deadline is due. So try and then complete it. Right. And I think my wife was even telling me, why don't I finish it up? And I told him that oh, the first time I opened it, I, I did a lot. So I'm sure the rest that are left is just something small. If I sit down within maybe 10 minutes, I should be able to finish it. Right. And then I kept working, working, working. And then the night before the deadline. So the deadline was 12 a.m. And then I went to the lab, I worked, I was so tired. I came back, I was even short of ideas. And then I said, let me just complete this. So, you know, we have two little girls, you have to help my wife, you know, get them food, bathe them, make sure they go to bed. Nine o'clock, the house is quiet because the house owners are asleep. So I can concentrate on my application. And then I started, I continued and I moved next and I moved next. And I realized that there were so many things to do. And I was so tired and my brains weren't even, wasn't even working because I, I couldn't think. And then I was just sitting there and my wife would come and pass by. Oh, I thought you said you finished this thing within. And I said, I thought I had done a lot, but it looks as if, and most of them are essays. You know, you have to oh, write wow. essays. You know, yeah. why do you need this award? You have to think, you know, yeah. 200 people out of so many people in the U.S. You have to come up with something that is... I, I write and write and then I was short of ideas. So I nearly quit. You know, now something, there were thoughts, you know, in my head. Why do I even think that I'm going to get yeah. this award? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, there's also a prize money of $500, you know. But the main motivation is you get just having that award is even, you know, a big thing in your CV. Yeah. And then something told me about $500 is no much, it's not, man, it's not so much money. Why are you worrying yourself? Because... 
my, my mind wasn't working. I, I couldn't think. I was so tired. And then another thought came in mind. But you, you know, most of my credentials were from Ghana. You are from Africa. You are competing with people from yeah. the U.S. Why should, intimidation. Yeah, so that is intimidation. Why do you think you'll be considered over, over them? So, you know, I was, the enemy was giving me so many reasons why I should not, you know, pursue it anymore. Right. And then the last one that even flowed through my mind was the fact that I'm from South Dakota State University. Right. In quote, it is not an Ivy League school. Right. I'm sure there are dozens of people and so many people in, in, you know, Harvard and in Princeton and in Yale who are also applying for this yeah. same. So that even actually demoralized me. But what happened was that I just began to pray. Something done in my spirit just to pray. Yeah. And then I, was, I just prayed. And then I just started in bits. You know, I was getting ideas. I actually finished this application around 11.50 p.m. <laughs> and the deadline was, yeah, on time. And the deadline was 12, 12, 12 a.m. And that was in June. So I closed my, you know, I just left it. And then in September, September 1st, I received an email. Normally they said on, on 1st September you receive a feedback. But the feedback was that, um, have patience, you are going to hear from us next, the following week. That was the 8th. Yeah. So on the 8th, I opened my email, and I see the heading, um, Love of Learning Winner 2021. Wow. And I just said, that, Whoa. the enemy just wanted to intimidate me. Wow. But, but, but that is the power of prayer. Amen. Because at the time, I was so worked up. You know, you know sometimes with science, you sit in the lab, you, you pipette, your mind is, you know, you come when you want to sleep. And, and you think and you don't think. You can't even construct sentences. But I believe that it was God who held me. Wow. And even as I prayed, God gave me ideas to write. Yeah. And even in my mind, I was thinking that I, I, you know, harshly wrote these things and I don't even think any good thing will come out of it. Yeah. But something good came out of it. Wow. And that is the power of prayer. God. That is the power of prayer. And, and this was one of the gifts God gave me this month, at least my, my birthday month. <laughs> so I just want to tell you that prayer is a powerful tool for the believer. Amen. When the enemy wants to intimidate you, when you are weak, when you are weary, yeah. just pray. Amen. You know, the Bible says that everything in this world will come to an end. The word of God will stand. And he also says that pray without ceasing. That's right. So let's cultivate the, the, the habit of prayer. Amen. And anytime we feel down, let's pray and God will lift us up. It is my prayer that anything that intimidates you tonight... By virtue of the power of God and by virtue of prayer tonight, may the Lord release you and set you free. Yes. I pray that may healing be released upon his people tonight. Yes. Yes. I pray that if people are even at the crossroad, don't know the decisions to Thank take you. and make, it is my prayer that in this atmosphere of prayer, Thank may the Lord give you a concrete answer and a decision. Yes. Yes. It is my prayer that we will stand one day and say that a day like this, when we came to the presence of God, yes. God has turned our lives around. And we are no longer intimidated. May the Lord bless us for his word. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Amen. Amen. Bless you. Amen. If anyone needs prayer, yeah. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net. 
or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.